from the Thai Cats Audio Network. This is Thai Cats Today with Louie Butko. Yes, it is Thai Cats Today for a Friday, November the 18th, 2022. Thanks for checking us out on the Thai Cats Audio Network as we have our final show ahead of the 109th Grey Cup right here, right now. Thanks for tuning in uh, wherever you found us on the Thai Cats Audio Network. Louis Butko here with you and uh, appreciate you staying with us all throughout the week as we get you set for Sunday's game between the Argos and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Uh, busy night last night in Saskatchewan as the CFL announced their 2022 CFL Award winners. And just to run them run through them quickly here. Uh, the most outstanding player was Zach Caleros from the Bombers. The most outstanding defensive player was Lorenzo Malden the fourth. Most outstanding Canadian was Nathan Rourke. Most outstanding offensive lineman. This was the award that Brandon Revenberg was up for, but it went to Stanley Bryant once again. Uh, most outstanding special teams player was Mario Alford from the Rough Riders. Uh, most outstanding rookie was Dalton Schoen, and Mike O'Shea won the Coach of the Year Award, and that all happened last night at the uh, CFL Awards. Uh, before the awards, we talked to Andy Fantuz, uh, and we'll hear that conversation coming up in just a little bit. Also, coming up on today's show, uh, we'll head to Regina as we check in with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers play-by-play voice, Derek Taylor, and Will Kay is going to be by. He's the Associate Vice President of Ticketing and Hospitality because... Grey Cup tickets 2023 are now on sale. Yeah, you can get your 2023 Grey Cup tickets uh, by getting your 2023 season seats, which are now available. You can go to TyCats.ca. It guarantees your access to uh, the Grey Cup. And they've also got this cool new thing. It's called the Home Field Advantage. It comes with 30% savings on Grey Cup t- tickets. First access to your seats. That's part of an interest-free monthly payment plan. There's additional benefits as well. Uh, So we'll go through all of that with uh, Will Kay, again, the Associate Vice President of Ticketing and Hospitality for the Ticats and the 2023 Grey Cup coming up in just a little bit. All right, right now, though, let's head to Regina, Saskatchewan, where we find the play-by-play voice of the Blue Bombers. That is Derek Taylor. And uh, DT, I would say... You're their good luck charm, uh, you know, your first year on the call in Winnipeg, and they're going to the Grey Cup, but uh, I, I still think, uh, you know, Bob Irving got him there last year, so, you, you know, it's still Bob Irving's title. Yeah, that's fair. Bob Bob deserves a lot of titles. I just want to point out, uh, I don't often brag about this because that's a great stat. Uh, the teams I call games for are 22 and 10, 37 and 13 in the regular season, I believe it is. So mm-hmm. Bo Levi Mitchell-like record as a as a broadcaster in the regular season. Let's just give it up for me. Come on. Uh, but Okay, you brought up Bo Levi. I'll give it up for you. Here we go, here we go. You brought yeah. up Bo Levi. Before we get to Sunday's game, uh, you're a CFL enthusiast. What was your initial reaction to that news uh, on Monday? Ticats trying to steal the headlines to start Grey Cup week uh, with a big splash. I'm sure it's the talk of the town, but uh, just your initial reaction to that uh, that trade. Can't believe it happened so fast was the first one. I don't know when I expected uh, a Mitchell trade to happen, but I was shocked that it was on Monday and so <laughs> fast. Uh, two, I thought... Beautiful. Hamilton could use a quarterback like Bo. I I was off the Bo train for a couple of years because 19 injured and down, 21 injured and down. I didn't expect much from him at 22. But to me, he was good in a system that wanted to be something different. 
So uh, I look at that and I go, oh, if, if a team wants to move the ball downfield, a team has, say, Stephen Dunbar and Tim White and Braylon Addison and, and, and on and on and on, that would be a great place for him to land. So uh, I think if the offensive components that they have – oh, the offensive line. You and I have talked about they yeah. acquired David Beard during the season. There's some spots in that offensive line to go, oh, yeah, this, this offense could – could rock and Bo could get back to hammer the ball deep down the middle of the field and being one of the deepest passing quarterbacks in the league. So I love it from Hamilton's perspective. Uh, fingers crossed the deal can get done and uh, Bo can get back to ripping it up. I think the one thing that always jumps out to me is the Bo Levi people have asked me a lot this week is that, well, do you think Bo still has something in the tank? Easy to forget that Bo's actually two years younger than the guy who just won his second straight MOP last night in Zach Caleros, who's 34, Bo's 32. Let's go to Zach Caleros. Obviously, well deserved. What's the level of concern for Blue Bombers fans for Sunday? Um, still, I would think uh, orange. Like red okay. is like red is like get out of the, you can't camp here because fire is going to rip through you. It's still pretty high. Like yeah. so, for folks who didn't catch it, they had the uh, the traditional Grey Cup availability yesterday. Kalaris is out there and just two dozen media are waiting to see him. He said, I didn't practice today, talking about yesterday. He said, I will practice on Friday and I will play on Sunday. And I asked Coach O'Shea and I didn't even get the words out of my mouth and said, he'll practice and he'll play. And we went, excellent. But I'll believe it when I see it, right? And it's nothing about doubting those guys, but it's just Zach Kalaris is so important that even, even you know, even the the narrator who's writing this whole story coming down to go, no, no, it's fine. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna play. Okay, I still need to see it. So they practice on Friday afternoon. We'll get a chance to see Kalaris because so much of his game is is going to require explosion off that back foot every throw, yeah. every scramble when he's under pressure from Jagera Davis off the edge. He's gonna have to drive and get out of the pocket because. That's where he's absolutely a Viking, right? So I'm still in the I'll believe it when I see it. I have no doubt that he'll do everything possible to play. Uh, pain, kill it, cut it off, whatever. He'll play on a bloody stump because that's what football players will be like during the Grey Cup. But I'm still I'm still projecting my nervousness. And I'm, when I get on the radio, I'll try to hold it back. But between us guys... I'm still quite nervous about it. Yeah, and I mean, I get the argument that he doesn't need to practice this week. I mean, he knows the system. I You need to get the backup ready to to know it. You need him to get the first team reps. Zach doesn't really need those. Uh, but yeah. until you see it, uh, you're still going to be wondering about it. Uh, let's talk about the running back matchup because obviously that's a huge topic with Andrew Harris uh, going up against Oliveira. How do you see that? playing out do you give the edge to one side or the other i mean this is teacher mentee however you want to look at it but two guys who have lots of local connections going head to head in the biggest game yeah and that's a super cool story right andrew harris and brady Oliveira and nick dembski all went to the same high school in winnipeg and, and they all stay in touch in some level dembski and harris both said oh yeah we, we talked about we should go out for a steak this week and we've been in contact like they're they're legit, really good friends. So it's it's super neat on that front. I think Toronto is going to be more committed to the run. I think Winnipeg, even with the performance from Oliveira in the line in last week's game in the Western Final, they're more will run if it if it if it works at the time, right? They went through the first six games of the year 
where Brady would get hit behind the line of scrimmage 30% of the time, which is totally unsustainable. That's now eased back, but he still doesn't get a ton of yards before contact. They're just able to do a a little more. Uh, Conversely, uh, Toronto has two two mouths they absolutely have to feed. Like, I get Harris is back, but A.J. Olette uh, is a very entertaining runner. Uh, Ticats fans probably, he probably played in all four games against the Ticats. That dude will run through walls. He's going full speed through, oh, there's this car in my way. I'm going to run through the passenger door, out the driver door, and keep going. Like, that cat runs hard. He is very entertaining. And to me, you need to feed that. And it's not even the weather. It's just I want that energy level in my offense. So um, I think Toronto will be more committed to it. I, I think Winnipeg will go, well, if Zach needs some help and the passing offense needs some help, Let's go to it and let's keep it in the in the uh, keep that club in the bag for the fourth quarter if we're leading. Uh, so yeah, that's that's how I kind of feel. It is. Uh, I'm super excited to see uh, Andrew Harris is such a fun player, right? Mm-hmm. Is he and AJ get yards after contact both very well, but both in different ways. Andrew spins and slides off dudes, and then eventually feels like he should drop a hammer on somebody. AJ's just full speed down the tunnel and just looking to looking to leave bodies behind. It's it's that the run games for both are going to be a lot of fun. I want to get your thoughts on a couple of guys who used to wear Ticats jerseys. Uh, Alden Darby Jr., of course, who signed with the Ticats in the offseason, was traded back to Winnipeg. And Des Lawrence, who was the yep. Ticats rookie of the year in, in 2021, which is some I think sometimes people forget that. He was the team's nominee for rookie of the year. Didn't see the field at all with the Ticats this season. Now playing a crucial role. Uh, th- for the Bombers through these playoffs. That that side of the football field with those two former Ticats, a, a big part of Sunday, won't it be? Yeah, Desmond Lawrence, the field corner, and Darby, Darby is the dime defensive back. Uh, there was kind of a sentiment. Desmond played one game. He played the second-last game against BC, and there was a, a sentiment kind of floating around the internet that send him back, he's no good. And, and I, I, I couldn't kind of process that. He got targeted six times in that game, Uh uh, Dominic Rimes, as I think it was Dominic Rimes, the BC Lions star, jumped over in the end zone and ripped down a touchdown on one of those plays. But Ticats receivers were two for six in that game, targeting Desmond Lawrence. And Lawrence had four pass breakups. And as I interviewed him yesterday, I said, you had four pass breakups in one game, which made you fifth on the team for the entire 18-game season. Four pass breakups in one game. And then, oh, by the way, in the Western Final, they targeted with Dominic Rimes again. Pass breakup, and then the interception that killed that drive late in the game. Lawrence has been really good. Like, in man coverage, in those jump ball situations, you think Dominic Grimes is climbing over me? No chance. Breaks up one of the end zone. He's been really good in a spot that's been very unstable uh, through injury and through early season releases uh, for the Bombers. So I think they're very comfortable there. Alden Darby comes in uh, after 16 games of rookie Donald, uh, Donald Rutledge. It just to me, it just seems like a guy that the Bombers are very comfortable with. He communicates to everybody. He communicates very well, and he can he can process and lock down things. So uh, on that side of the field, you have Alden Darby, veteran. You have Jamal Parker, rookie, and you have Desmond Lawrence, second year guy. They, I, I think they feel like Darby ties that all together with the with the rest of the back, with the rest of the front. That that he's a he's a very important piece. I think to the Bombers and to Richie Hall's defense. What is going to be the difference for the team that will be holding that Grey Cup trophy 
uh, on the frozen tundra mosaic come 9 p.m. on Sunday? I think uh, I think Winnipeg's offense can get off against Toronto's defense. Toronto's defense is good from the front to the backers to that back six. It's nice, but I think I think Winnipeg's offense, if Zach is sixty percent or better, can can get off and get to the end zone because I mean the Bombers' receiving core is at full strength with nine touchdown Rashid Bailey, sixteen touchdown rookie of the year Dalton Schoen. Greg Ellingson, perhaps I think the most yards per game of any player this season mm-hmm. on average, and Drew Walatarski and Nick Dembski with as many touchdowns in a year as he's had in any three years combined. So I'm not yeah. particularly concerned about Winnipeg's offense getting up. It's a matter of Toronto's offense and what can they do against Winnipeg's defense. Brandon Banks looks spectacular in that Eastern final, making tough catches off his feet and making other ones that the officials, in my mind, ruled wrong. Uh, Toronto's got some weapons, but they're inconsistent weapons at, at the best of times. Devars Daniels had a game where he just could not find a long ball to save his life as it just whips through his hands. Uh, Marquis Ambles is a guy I like a lot. Curly Gittins, spectacular year. Uh, and there are spots that can be exploited in the Winnipeg Blue Bombers' back six. I think of the troubles Winston Rose has had with double moves this season. Keandre Smith whipped by him in that game in Hamilton. Uh, and... Uh, I like Jamal Parker a ton, and he is super aggressive at that field halfback spot. He is 5'8", 175, and teams are going to go after that. Whether they should or not, I think he may may prove to them that maybe you shouldn't, but they're going to try that on that field side. So there's a couple of spots uh, that have, one, certainly potentially gotten, uh, and two, teams are going to try to get it. If Toronto can hit those, then it's going to be good for them, but Toronto scored two points in a game against Calgary like seven weeks ago, whatever that was. There's no guarantee that they bring their offense on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, inconsistent would be the word that uh, someone would pin to the Argos this season. But they are in the dance, and uh, as we know, you just got to get in. And, uh, you know, we were in Ottawa when uh, they – beat Calgary in a game that that maybe Calgary should have had a lot earlier. So uh, enjoy the game this weekend. Stay warm. Derek, thank you so much for doing this. Appreciate it. Thanks, Louie. And my thanks to Derek Taylor, the play-by-play voice of the Blue Bombers, for joining me on today's show. Uh, Yesterday, before the CFL Awards, right after he landed, I had a chance to catch up with Ticat's audio network analyst, Andy Fantuz, a former Ticat of course, the former Saskatchewan Rough Rider as well. Uh, we like to remember him in the black and gold. And just a fun fact, yesterday was nine years to the date uh, that the Ticats won the 2014, 2013, excuse me, uh, that would make sense, 2013 was nine years ago, uh, that they won the 2013 East Final against the Toronto Argonauts in Toronto. I was at that game uh, watching Andy Fantuz haul in a pair of touchdown passes from Henry Burris in that game. Uh, but anyway, we talked about that. We talked about a lot uh, as we caught up with Andy Fantuz. But first, we just talked about the uh, great cop being back in Saskatchewan. Oh, there sure is. I, I just got in today, but it's been uh, it's been pretty awesome since I got here. Of course, there's fans from all over uh, the country, all the different teams here. Uh, I, I just love the great cup so much. We were at the airport in Toronto this morning and uh, the, the flight attendant uh, or the, the, the uh, yeah, the attendant said, you know, we're now boarding zone one and anyone wearing a Toronto Argo shirt is allowed to board as well. And then we got on the plane and uh, the, the, the dance and cheer team for the Ticats were there. And uh, so Emily was up at the front and got on the mic and did a bit of Goski wee wee with the whole plane before we even took off. Wow. And uh, 
And yeah, I mean, I just had a, you know, I had a drink with a couple, uh, uh, like a Calgary fan and a, and a, a Ottawa fan and a Winnipeg fan already. And, um, so it's just been, it's just been a lot of fun and I can't wait to see what else the, the weekend holds. It's going to be, um, uh, you know, pretty good weather considering Saskatchewan. <laughs> and even though riders aren't in it, uh, like Ryderville is going to be bumping the, the, um, I had a nice lady, Gwen, bring me from the airport and she was telling me that she was at the kickoff party and it was like off the chain last night. So, um, things are already fired up. So I just, I'm about to get ready. You can see I got my gear <laughs> on. I'm going to head to the awards here in a few minutes and then uh, go from there. Yeah, I mean, uh, I know how much fun we had last year. Uh, unfortunately, couldn't make it this year, but uh, back in Hamilton in 2023, as we've been talking about, uh, I'll show here too. But, uh, uh, man, it was nine years ago today uh, that you guys went into the uh, the Rogers Center as the Hamilton Tiger Cats and escaped uh, with, a, with a big win, you yourself putting up two touchdowns. I bring that up because – uh, I, I believe uh, Brandon Banks was on that team. And now here you got Brandon Banks, nine years later, still chasing that first great cop. You know Speedy B well. How much do you think it would mean for him to to, to finish out this season with the great cop? Uh, yeah, it's been that elusive part of his career that he hasn't been able to accomplish yet. And I mean, uh, I, I think – I think that go, that goes with a lot of people in, in Hamilton, but uh, but Speedy himself, he had he's he's accomplished everything. I mean, he was the special, most outstanding special teams player of the league. He was the most outstanding player of the league. Um, he he's been a fan favorite in, in Hamilton for years. Gives back to the community, and and now moving over to uh, to the Argos and getting a chance to to win it. Um, it you know, it's he's gonna obviously leave it all out there. He had that. He almost made that play in 2014 to seal the victory for the Thai Cats in, in uh, BC against Calgary. That got called back, unfortunately. And uh, um, yeah, I expect him to to make a few, to be involved and make a few spark plays for that team because uh, you know they're going to need some outstanding performances. And I think he's one of those guys who can give him that lift. Uh, another guy on the other side, you know well, uh, Zach Caleros uh, didn't practice again today. Did speak at media day and says. You know, he's ready to go. I I revert back to things coach said during the year, Coach O, when he said, you know, our first our 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 number one quarterback doesn't need to take first team reps because he knows it. Our number two guy probably should take some first team reps just in case. Are you in the mindset that Zach Caleros doesn't need to see a single snap at practice this week to be ready for Sunday? I don't think he does. I think he's got that. He, he's the ultimate professional. He, 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 even in his early days in uh, in Toronto and then Hamilton, he he studied more than anyone. He knew the film inside and out. He's the like the epitome of taking mental reps. So um, I fully expect him to be playing unless he has to be carted off. Uh, he's just got that kind of competitiveness and toughness to him. But um, yeah, I don't know, necessarily think he needs those physical reps because he'll be dialed in completely mentally uh, when when uh, other quarterbacks are taking the reps in practice. So I think he'll get his work in, uh, his his uh, you know his in, in visualization in, and that'll be sufficient for him to to go out there and start. The last time we saw the Winnipeg Blue Bombers in person uh, was that that beatdown that the Tie Cats 
handed them. Uh, they're a very different team. We know the Argos. We saw a lot of the Argos, uh, not since uh, Labor Day, though. Uh, what do you think this game is going to come down to on Sunday? Well, you know, it's 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 one of those things where it all comes down to one game and anything can happen. I mean, you saw you saw a, a under, you know, on paper an undermatched Toronto team beat the Calgary Stampeders in Ottawa and in that snowstorm a few years yeah. ago. And um, this has the makings of a similar setup where Winnipeg's going to be the heavily favored team. They're more built to handle weather conditions, uh, this type of cold, gritty game. Um, you know, Toronto's going to have to play outstanding on all three phases and, and not let any big special teams plays or big fumbles uh, you know, picks, pick sixes, those type of plays, they're going to need some of those uh, and, and definitely avoid going against those. Cause I think Winnipeg is just um, a stronger team all around and they can afford to make more mistakes and still win the game. So I, you know, I, I kind of like cheering the other dog, the underdog, uh, uh, but I reluctantly have to say, I think Winnipeg is the stronger team and will end up winning. Uh, I was just trying to get you to say we're in the turnover bit battle, Andy. That's that's what I was looking for, man. <laughs> well, I kind of said it in a roundabout way. <laughs> Fumbles, the picks, uh, you know, sacks. All that stuff is going to come 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 into play here, and uh, and and you saw what happened last week. I mean, BC certainly played well enough on defense to win that game, and they didn't get anything going offensively consistently against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And then when they started to get a rhythm, what do you get? You get a special teams touchdown, and that's just completely deflating. So, um, and Winnipeg's offensive weapons, you know, look to be. Um, a bit stronger than what Toronto has, but they, they you know, they, like Curly Gittins Jr. I can't wait to watch him play. He's uh, one of the best Canadians in this league in a while, and um, I don't know if he's going to win tonight or not. But good luck to him. He's having a hell of a career so far, and I can't wait to see him grow. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do tomorrow. And he's going against another good Canadian, you know, Nick Dempsey on the other side at the receiver position, anyway. So uh, a lot of lot of intriguing matchups, and um, but. Yeah. 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 I mean, the Curly Gittins, I mean, we were talking about that with uh, Mike Hogan yesterday, just uh, another one of those great players demonstrating what the OUA has been able to put out. Uh, you know, you think of Keandre and Tyler and guys who have come up through the OUA. Speaking of which, I know your Western Mustangs have a big game. They pulled out a big win uh, in the Yates Cup last week. Uh, but before we let you go, man, uh, you and Sim are working on something uh, pretty cool. Uh, it's called Sim Takes Twos. Uh, tell us a little bit more about it. Yeah, so we we came up with this idea. Simone approached me. He's like, "Man, we got to do this. Bring bring something very unique and competitive and entertaining for the young athletes in this area." And he he had this idea of let let's do a one on one competition. So like receivers against DBs, linebackers against running backs, and just straight up competition because you don't. That's the best way to learn and to grow and to be showcased. Um, so we, we kind of we started it. We and our first one is next Friday. It's in Milton in the Halton area at the St. Francis uh, Bubble, and uh, and yeah, we're just trying to get all the you know all the competitive athletes from the surrounding areas to come and compete against each other uh, in a 
the ultimate competition, just one-on-ones. And yeah. it's going to be hype. we got a live DJ. You know, Simone's going to be amping everybody up. And, uh, like, he's going to be the head coach of the defense. I'll be the head coach of the offense. And uh, we'll have other other pro coaches there as well. So it's something that if I was a kid, you know, if I, when I was that age, I would have loved to do something like this and um, put me on the map or give me a chance to see where I stand against the best of the best or kids from other schools or other uh, regions that you don't get to play against in your regular um, football league. So, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be really awesome and we're planning on continuing it, um, you know, all year round and, and hopefully have like a big championship next year at, at the Great Cup in Hamilton. Yeah, it's a really cool. Uh, I love what you're doing with the wristbands that like the individual competition of it all and you're going head to head. And I'm sure these are competitions you and Sim. I mean, those date back to what, 2014 when you guys were, were first playing together in Hamilton. I mean, you guys are you guys are competitive in Monopoly, you know, like, of course, this is going to be you versus him. Yeah, of course. We we would. Uh, I, this goes back to my Western days. Even you mentioned that earlier. I like I would go out before practice and do one on ones against against linebackers, against DBs, against safeties, because they're all you know. You're always trying to. The more you can go, go in this type of competition against people, the more you're going to learn and the more you're going to grow. Um, so the, I I never took that for granted getting those kind of reps. And me and Sim Sim would guard me, and we put you know we put wagers on it, and we get get people hyped and we'd have uh, some of our teammates go against, you know, some of my receivers go like uh, my teammates go against some of uh, the defense and, and, and make it a competition. And it's just, it's so, it's so much fun and, uh, and also beneficial. So it's a very unique opportunity. And yeah, you're talking about the wristbands, like everyone's going to get a couple wristbands. And if you lose a one-on-one, you lose a wristband. The other person takes it. And once you're out of wristbands, you're done. So it's uh it's no participation. It's just straight up competition, but we will have an, like an hour and a bit of coaching beforehand. So regardless, everyone's going to learn uh, a lot and have a great time and get a nice t-shirt and all that. So it'll be great. Uh, real quick. Uh, is there going to be a ping pong table there too? Cause I know you and Sim uh, can get pretty heated uh, when it comes <laughs> to the old uh, paddles there. Uh, no, no ping pong this time around. Um, but Next time. yeah. Yeah, just uh, look us up on Instagram and send us a message if you're interested. And uh, uh, either one of us, Simone or myself, um, uh, sim underscore hove21 or, or afantus on Instagram and send a message or or tweet out at Simone. And that's probably the best way to get in touch if you haven't seen the flyer already. Awesome. Well, man, uh, I know you're at Great Cup. I know every uh, minute of Great Cup week is valuable. So uh, I appreciate you spending some of your time here with me, man. Thanks. Happy to do it, Louie, and uh, look forward to next great cup in Hamilton. But it'll be it'll be a good weekend. Just getting started. Awesome. And my thanks to Andy Fantuz, Ticats Audio Network Analyst, for joining me. Uh, before going out to the uh, CFL Awards, uh, we actually had that conversation last night. Uh, so my thanks to him again for making some time. Because as we know, or as I know from last year, uh, there's a lot going on during Great Cup Week, and it's hard to keep track, and it's hard to schedule these chats, so I appreciate everybody who uh, checked in with me this week. And as we know, the Great Cup is coming back to Hamilton in 2023 in less than 12 months. Yeah, that's right, uh, as we get set for that, and tickets for the Great Cup are now on sale, and for more information on that, uh, we check in with Will Kay. He's the Associate Vice President of Ticketing and Hospitality for the Ticats and the 2023 Great Cup Hamilton. And uh, Will, obviously this is an exciting day with uh, with tickets now officially on sale. Yeah, absolutely. A uh, really, really exciting day for the fans. 
Um, this uh, officially turns the page on the 2022 season. Renewals opened up a couple weeks ago. Um, a lot of excitement around that great start, but uh, absolutely. Today's the official kind of launch where season seed holders uh, renewal. And if you're looking to purchase new for next season and, and get on board and try things out, officially can uh, book your Grey Cup ticket with that package as well. Now, something pretty cool that uh, you guys are doing, it's the Home Field Advantage member. Uh, it's a way you can save on your tickets. It's a way you can spread it out. Tell us a little bit more about this. Yeah, absolutely. So this is a program actually we introduced uh, a few years ago when we were first initially awarded uh, the bid in 2019 uh, for the 2021 game. Um, obviously some uh, hiccups along the way there uh, to say the least, but um, we've continued the program. So um, it's a monthly membership program um, that's continuous, allows fans to uh, kind of spread out their payments over the longest period of time possible, uh, commit to the season, understand our intentions from our end, their intentions. And, uh, and with that, um, you're going to have the highest savings on Grey Cup. So uh, in 2021, you had a 25% savings um, on average. And uh, this year we've been able to offer and work with the CFL to go up to 30%. Um, so very, very significant savings uh, for our season seed holders. So we're happy to uh, continue to provide that. So now that 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 price, that that interest-free payment that's coming out the first of the month, that, that includes my season seats and my Grey Cup tickets. Uh, yeah, it, it, it does. Absolutely. So we can uh, we can work with our account representatives and, and our membership team here to, to find an option that's going to work best. Um, we do understand the commitment to both the Ticats and the Grey Cup from uh, the financial standpoint. So um, we're trying to kind of break down some of those barriers on that. And once we get the renewal commitment for 2023, um, our Grey Cup plan that we've set up here actually extends all the way into next season, into uh, the summer of 2023. Um, so our most important thing, Louis, we want every fan that we have as a season seed holder uh, to be able to sit in their same so spot, excuse me, have um, that opportunity uh, to be there. Um, but understand, we just need to know the intentions. So small deposit, speak with our representatives, sign up online with what makes the most sense um, in your particular situation. And uh, we got uh, a lot of options for that. You talk about that 30% savings on great cup tickets, but there's also a ton of other benefits that come with becoming a home field advantage membership. What else uh, are you part of this? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I think the main one is that uh, we can extend your payment plan over an extended period of time that's a lot longer than our traditional renewal window. Um, and really just the ease and efficiency to know that you have your same tie-cat location for us at the best continued price um, and the highest Grey Cup savings, right? Like um, lots of things going on, but the understanding of that you want to be a tie-cat season seed holder in that same great spot that you sit at Tim Hortons Field, um, it's yours until you tell us otherwise. Uh, and we're going to commit to that um, if you commit to us. And, uh, and it's been a great program for us, again, going into 2021. And uh, we've continued another iteration of it, um, being very fortunate to welcome the Grey Cup back um, after just uh, one short season here. Uh, speaking of uh, the Grey Cup coming back, uh, you know, I, we obviously remember last year, COVID was still such a huge part of our lives uh, in 2021. Uh, and, and there were some things that you guys did really well, but things you couldn't do just because of COVID. Uh, 2023, what have the plans been looking like? I know you've been talking about this for years, yeah. uh, but now one year out, it's getting close. Uh, how are you feeling? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're, we're excited, excited for the fans, excited for the city, the organization, the players. Um, we will uh, extend the size of the building for this event. Uh, we weren't able to do that in 2021, given the circumstances. So lots of great things planned that we'll continue to unveil 
um, over the course of the off season of, of what that building and, and the, uh, the gray cup configuration is going to look like. Um, but really excited for just the city. I mean, we were able to do some great things under the circumstances that we were dealing with. Um, everyone that came and joined us uh, had a great time at these festival events, um, but we weren't really able to put on the true festival that we want to uh, and what uh, the city and frankly, the CFL deserves. Um, there were some travel restrictions, so I don't think we welcomed as many out-of-town guests as we will uh, for 2023. Um, so, yeah, really excited to kind of have the full Grey Cup week, which is going on right now in Regina and all the events surrounding it and, and the fanfare and, uh, and really showcase the city. Um, I think our fans want to do that, right? They're, they're proud of Tim Horns Field. They're proud of the city. And, uh, and it's going to be a great event to be able to do things uh, the way we originally wanted to. If someone wants more information on the uh, season seat membership, uh, the, the great thing about working in those offices is, is there's real people who are ready to help. Uh, how can people get more info on either Great Cup tickets or season seat memberships? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and that's what we want to do. want to have conversations, want to understand what's going to be the best fit for our current fans as well as anyone that's interested. So um, always call the office. So 905-547-CATS. Um, you're going to get a voice. You're going to speak with me or another team member. Um, that's what we're here for. But um, we are live online as well now, too. Um, at TyCats.ca has all initial information, um, including season seed holder pricing, which is visible right now um, online to, to best understand what uh, what we're looking at and, uh, and the excitement around the game. Uh, lots of excitement around the game. Uh, Will, appreciate you checking in with us. Uh, and, uh, I know you got a lot of work. It's 12 months. And those 12 months are going to come fast for the 2023 Great Cup. Totally, man. Yeah, appreciate the time and uh, and thanks to all the fans out there for uh, for making this fun and uh, we're looking forward to 2023. And that is the Ticats Associate Vice President of Ticketing and Hospitality, Will Kay, uh, as uh, he joined us to talk about Grey Cup tickets going on sale. And yeah, uh, lots of exciting stuff going on with that, with the uh, Home Field Advantage membership, where tickets for the 2023 Grey Cup start at just $99. So Ticats.ca. Uh, it's right on the banner is where you can find the tickets and that uh, should be a lot of fun in uh, in Hamilton next year just like I'm sure it's going to be a lot of fun in Saskatchewan this weekend. If you're going, if you're there, have fun, stay safe. I don't know who you're cheering for, but enjoy the game. Uh, for all of us here at the Ticats Audio Network, we appreciate you checking us out. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm Louie Butko. Hope you have a great weekend. Podcast today can be heard every weekday, and we would like to hear from you. Email us at gameday at tiecats.ca. Have a question or an opinion? We want to hear it. That's gameday at tiecats.ca. Subscribe to the Tiecats Audio Network on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.